Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Welcome to episode 60 of History for Weirdos. And we're back. We're glad to be back, as always. Always glad to be in your ears and (laughs) your minds. (laughs) Not to be creepy or anything. No, not not in a creepy way. In a very friendly, non-creepy way. (laughs) Anyway, I hate when I have to start the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, actually, because usually that's when, like, the weird stuff comes out. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, now that we're in your ears, Andrew, it's your week (laughs) (laughs) to share with us a weird history episode. And that I shall do. But before I get into it, I just want to make actually one quick announcement. Uh, If you haven't followed us on our Instagram page at History for Weirdos, you guys should do so. We usually say at the end. Oh, that's a good point. We usually say it at the end, but that's true. We have... Our Instagram, and every once in a while, we post, like, updates on there. Right. Um, We just get to see a little bit more about, like, us and, like, random stuff that we do sometimes, as well as the images from the episodes. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we do announce that, like, we're not going to have an episode, you know, that week or something like that, obviously. Or if it's delayed or something. Right. Yeah. So if you, you know, that's just usually the easiest way to keep up with, like, updates on the show. Very true. Well said, babe. Good announcement. Yes, quant. Okay. Okay. Were you successful in finding a spooky-themed story? You know what? As a matter of fact, I was successful. Oh, good. Were you (laughs) really? No, I really was. Okay. I swear. Andrew was giving me some ideas for his spooky episodes, and they weren't spooky at all. They were just kind of depressing. And tragic. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, no, spooky. spooky, This one's spooky and tragic. Uh, Oh, oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, this one's spooky as hell. Like, it's 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 actually terrifying. Tell um, us. So, actually, you might be too scared for this. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I'm, of course, going to be continuing the trend of spookiness for October. And we're going to actually cover one of the most haunted places in the entire world. Hotel California? Way worse. And literally, and I actually mean that, like, way, way, way worse. Okay, we're actually going to be traveling to Venice, Italy. Oh. To an island in the Venetian Lagoon. And yes, th- that body of water, by the way, that Venice is in, is a lagoon, in case you didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know either until I really researched this episode, actually, funny enough. We're so and, cultured. And, <laughs> like, a lagoon is a body of water separated from larger bodies of water by, like, a natural barrier. And in this case, it's a Lido, like a little, like, pen- uh, peninsula, I guess. Oh my gosh, I didn't know any of these things. I didn't know the definition of a lagoon or that Venice was in a lagoon. Exactly. I know. Now you know. The more you know. Uh, this episode is just full of fun facts. As well as, like, tragic happenstance, too. So so much to look forward to. So much to. to look forward to. So we're going to be looking at a tiny island by the name of Povilia. And that is spelled P-O-V-E-G-L-I-A. So it looks like Poveglia, Poveglia. for us Americans. Yeah, but it's Povilia? Yeah, po- or Povilia or Povelia. Povelia? Might be Povelia. I'm going to go with Povelia. Okay. 
Yeah, it's Pobelia. Um, the island today is is really small. It's like 18 acres, um, and it's pretty easy to miss. Um, but get this. This tiny island has at least 100,000 bodies buried within it. Oh my god. At least one, some estimates go up to as high as 160,000. What? Yes. Gulp. Yeah. Some t- scientists estimate that the soil um, oh. contains up to 50% human remains. Oh, that's not that's not cute. That's not fun. No. Um, Definitely don't drink the tap water there. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, which, you know, to be honest, that just boggles my mind. Like, I, I can't even comprehend that. Like, that's Mm-mm. just so insane to me. Mm-mm. But anyways, let's dive into why this place is haunted. And I'm guessing it's those bodies. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, you know, or but like how, you know? It's not like, you know, 160,000 people don't just don't randomly show up to like an island the size of like, I don't know what 18 acres is, but it's small. Yeah. It's small. But anyways, so, you know, in order to, to dive back into the history, we have to go way back. In fact, all the way back to the fall of the Western Roman Empire. Let's go. It's it's short, though. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the ancient history is very short. It's basically uh, this island, The it first entered the historical record in the early 400s AD. Okay. Um. By the way, not a great time for Romans, especially the Western Romans, because barbarian invasions are just, like, coming in full force. Right. Um, specifically the Goths, the Vandals, and the Huns. They just ravaged Italy during this time period. Mm. And fun fact, the Germanic tribe Vandals is mm-hmm. where we get the term, like, to vandalize something. <gasps> oh, my god! Because they sacked Rome during <laughs> during a roughly this time period. That is a fun fact. Yeah, and it's weird because they weren't the only, they weren't even the first... Germanic tribe to sack Rome mm-hmm. during this time period, um, but they I think they did it pretty like harshly. Whereas the first one, they just kind of like looted some stuff and got out. These guys like really like kind of went in and destroyed a lot of stuff just because they're being malevolent. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's not really part of the episode. But I'm always I'm always like ha- like happy to bring up Roman history. We know. Everyone knows. I know. know. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But, you know, basically, I bring up this whole, all this Roman stuff just to say that, like, refugees starting 421 AD uh, fleed to this island Uh um, to escape the barbarians. And, like, you know, they kind of lived in their own community for centuries. I guess that Um, makes sense. It's smart. Yeah. No one's going to bother you there. And we don't really know a lot more, like, during this time frame, like, a lot more because there's just... No not records. yeah, no mm-hmm. records. I mean, even the story of Venice, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really know how it started. There's like, there's like the uh, there's historical evidence, and then there's kind of like legendary evidence, and right? They sometimes overlap, sometimes don't. So it's shrouded in mystery. But the next time they it enters the historical record is actually in the early 800s. That's a big chunk so, of time. Yeah, now. we're gonna yeah we're gonna jump forward. You know, early Middle Ages. Um, the Franks, ironically, another like Germanic. Mm-hmm. tribe well there was really more of a super confederation um they were at war against the nascent republic of venice and um the povilians aligned themselves with the venetians mm-hmm. in this war and they actually proved to be quite um like valorant i guess for lack of a better term mm. they were very courageous and they proved themselves as warriors and um they're granted special privileges by the republic including being exempt from taxation and military service that's pretty nice. Yeah, That's and they actually, gig. like, the island thrived for quite a bit of time, okay. interestingly. Um, I know, like, the 
it starts off as like almost like yay like you know go us for quite a while for in fact like starting the 1800s for the next like 500 years like okay. they're kicking butt um but the island was abandoned and ravaged by an invading army oh so you know the citizens though they they evacuated to venice itself mm-hmm. and they actually continued to have a thriving community within the city Okay. Yeah, so, like, they ended up being fine. And we're not really going to talk about the Povillians for, like, that, left. It, that mm-hmm. left at this point in time. But just know that, you know, they, they ended up being happy and whatever, so. They lived happily ever after, you promise? Sure. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the island would, though, starting from this point on, would just have issues Ooh. continuously. Um, even to, the, to this day. So it's unclear exactly when the island lost its last inhabitants before being resettled once more. Mm -hmm. But except we just know it was sometime during like probably the early 1300s. We do know that in the 14th century, though, the Venetians built a fort on the island to serve as a defensive outpost. They loved forts back then. They loved forts. In fact, there is a bell tower that was created, I think, during this time that still stands to this day. Wow. Um, unlike though, in the time of like you know the Repu- the Roman Republic and Empire, Italy, or especially the late Roman Republic and Roman Empire, Italy was really politically fragmented at this yeah. point in time. So you know, hence the defensive outpost. Um, Venice was one of the stronger powers at that time due to strong commercial uh, enterprises. Mm-hmm. Um, so it obviously just would make sense that it would defend. You know, they'd create like a fort here, kind of on the outer perimeter to defend the city. Okay. Um, but, you know, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there are enemies, you know, back then and even today that you you just can't defend against. <gasps> At least not in traditional ways. <gasps> Enter the bubonic plague. Oh, no. Yeah, and this is when it just starts going downhill. Like, really starts going downhill. Plagues are not known to be fun. No, they're not. They're mm-hmm. not fun. Typically, no. Mm-hmm. So, the first plague hit in 1348. And killed, like, half the population of Venice. Oh, my God. Yeah, 50% out of there. And, like, it was a pretty big city for the time. Like, Mm -hmm. population of, like, roughly 150,000 people. So, 75,000 people died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Again, this is... We don't know have exact numbers. These are just, like, guesstimates. Um, Obviously, not the greatest of times at this point in time. You know, and here's the thing, though. Venice would be hit with the plague... At least another 69 times between, you know, this time, 1348 and 1800. Oh my god. You know what's interesting? Is when you say, like, bubonic plague. I do think of Venice. That's one of the first cities that pops up. Yeah, it's probably because, like, it was a a big maritime power of the Mediterranean during this port, like, portion of time. So it makes sense. Those those masks that they sell. Yes, the creepy Mm -hmm. bird masks. Yeah. Oh god, so freaking creepy. So, anyways... Needless to say, Venice starts developing systems for, like, you know, treating people with the plague, right? Because it just keeps on happening. Mm-hmm. So there were two hospitals set up on other islands that would house and treat the affected, you know, around, like, starting in, like, the early 1400s. Okay. Um, ships would take the sick to those hospitals as a way to treat victims and, you know, quarantine at the same time. You know, another fun fact... We actually get the word quarantine from this time period. What? As the sick had to spend 40 days away from people. In Italian, 40 is quarenta. Yeah. So, hence quarantine. Yeah. 
comes Quarantena, from this. Quarentena, same in Spanish, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that's nice. They're Romance languages, which comes from the Romans. Okay, there we go, moving <laughs> on. So starting the 16th century, the hospitals couldn't keep up with the amount of people. Like, the demand was Ooh. too high, which is not a good thing. So ships started being directed towards, you guessed it, Povelia. Here's the disturbing part, though. Uh, there wasn't, like, a hospital there, per se, or there was, but, like, it wasn't the same as others. It was basically just beds for sick people, and it was more or less like a death sentence. Oh, no. So, yeah, they were just sending you there to... Pretty much to die. To die and not get other people sick. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you, you know, lived, you lived, but it was it was pretty oh, gross. Boy. And, in fact, like, 16th century chronicler Rocco Benedetti... He said that it lo- quote it looked like hell, like describing Povelia mm-hmm. or Povelia. Sorry, the sick lay three to four per bed. That's oh my god. So it was a disturbing sight to say. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, and you know when the victims died, the bodies were just thrown in mass graves and or cremated. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like even like throughout the centuries, people would just keep on discovering like more mass graves, more mass graves, and it was. That's literally hell. Again, 50% yeah. of the soil being, like, made of human remains, you know. That's disgusting. Yeah. And so, again, that's how that happened. Um, interesting, though, around this time, a rumor started to spread that vampires were feasting on the remains of people on Povelia. Thank God. I was really hoping some vampires yeah. would come into So, play. you know, of course, right? <laughs> Um, this was due to corpses sometimes oozing blood from mouths due to their intestinal oh. tracts, like, literally exploding due to composition gases expanding. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they're... And people didn't understand the science right. at the time, so hence vamps, you know? You know why they didn't understand the science? Because the Catholic Church... Sorry, Mom and Dad. The Catholic Church was not down with the science. Right. They didn't want people studying human anatomy. I know. But if they had, they probably would have understood, like, oh, we have these intestines and these must have blown up in there. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So, um, and again, yeah, this kind of just gave the place just even a more, like, macabre presence. That, Absolutely. And, yeah, and just, and, it, and guess what, guys? It only gets worse. It sounds like the place of nightmares. Yeah, it literally is. Uh, and literally. We'll actually get to that towards the end. Um, so, this process of quarantine, like, would just continue for centuries. And in fact, like, it became so happenstance that, like, weirdly, it took up until 1776, go America, um, to... <laughs> I'm know, sure right? the two are connected. I know, totally connected. So, yeah, like, in 1776, Povelia came under the jurisdiction of the Venetian Public Health Office and, like, became, like, an official checkpoint for all goods and people coming into and from Venice. Okay. Like, specifically by ship. Um, and so, you know, like America was found in 1776. Coincidence? I think think probably. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, we'll agree to disagree. So (laughs) the final, it's weird though, because like, you know, it it was, it took so long for it to be established. Yes. But then the final ship that came into, um, Povelia, like, you know, as a like quarantine station was in 1799, a Spanish ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure, you know, like... It didn't last long. Yeah, it didn't really last long, like, as an official, but it, I guess, unofficially lasted for centuries. It's really weird. And you know what's weird? Like, I feel like this, even this story, like, this sub-story within the greater story could be its own episode, because it's just creepy. So, 
I'm just, I'm just going to do a really quick summary here. But basically, um, all the passengers on this ship either went insane or died, except oh. for one boy. And this boy was hap- happened to be stationed like as a guard of sorts on the ship, while the rest of the crew took refuge on the island in one of the buildings, like during their quarantine like session, right? Okay, yeah. And he would visit them daily until one night he heard strange and frightening noises from the woods behind the building. Like shortly after, he heard the screams from his fellow Marines. But, you know, just being too scared, he didn't have the courage to leave the ship, like, at all. Yeah. I don't blame him. Especially being a, a young, like, young boy. Oh, hell no. So the morning after, though, he found them all in one room. All 23 people who were who were still alive. They were close together, mumbling, like, incoherent phrases. So often in a language that just wasn't Spanish or any sort of Italian dialect. What the heck? Yeah, I couldn't find any more beyond that, which is like really, which was annoying because I'm like, what the hell? But yeah, so that's that was the story of the last ship to dock in Povilia. That could be its own like horror movie or yes. or novel or something. Absolutely, like, that sounds like just the start of the story. Right, that's crazy. And then, so like after this incident, you know, the island became quickly abandoned. Um, but not before the church on the island, the church of San Vitale, was destroyed under orders by none other than Napoleon Bonaparte. What? Yeah, I know. So random. I was like, that's so crazy. But, you know, if the story of, like, Povilia, like, ended here, like, yeah. that would be creepy as hell. Yeah, that's a very unfortunate place. But it doesn't. We have to fast forward another hundred years <gasps> to 1922. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so Mussolini had just risen to power, and the authorities, in their infinite wisdom, decided to turn one of the surviving buildings on the island into an insane asylum. Ay, Dios, why do they always gotta do that? Like, plague-infected island, you know, or like quarantine tons station. Of bodies. Like, literally over 100,000 bodies. The last ship there, the crew went mad, like... Insane asylum. Yeah. Because that makes sense, right? I think that makes sense. <laughs> I know it's it's you can't like make this up like if if someone were to write a story about this like it, and like you know if this didn't happen and they just wrote like verbatim what actually happened in reality they'd be like no that's like that's stupid there's no way that would happen they'd be like that's lazy writing that's lazy ri- <laughs> exactly yeah, exactly so this place like if it wasn't already the place of nightmares which it literally <laughs> was like it is for sure now the place of nightmares especially for you know what I'm about to tell you. Before I get into that, you know, there like there are pictures from the late like nineteenth and early twentieth century, so but right before the um, insane asylum was created, mm-hmm. there's pictures that depict you know visitors to the island like playing around with like plague equipment that was left behind. No, it's like, dude, why would you? Why? Oh my Ew, god, You're just... people have always been stupid. <laughs> that's that's. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. That's like a... I. I don't care if it's been, like, abandoned for, like, 80 years or whatever. Like, no. Oh, my gosh. That's a really good, like, summation of some of the things that we learn in these podcast episodes is that people have always been stupid. (laughs) Yes, seriously. People will be stupid, yo. Yeah. Uh, You can quote me on that. Uh, A few years after the hospital opened, a surgeon arrived to the island who could only be described as a monster. Hmm. So we don't even know his name 
because what? records of him were lost, like, during World War II. Okay. Um, but he would perform lobotomies on patients without the use of anesthetics, as they didn't exist at the time. What a sick, sick man. Yeah. And so, and also, before I actually even get into it a little bit more, like, some of this is, like, it's hard to depict, like, what's legend and what's actual reality. Right. So I'm just kind of describing as it is, and, you know, we can... You could kind of like pick and choose what you think is real and what is not. But I'm just going to present it as fact just just to make it more simple. But I just want to give that disclaimer. So, and again, like, again, like, so he performed lobotomies on people without the use of anesthetics that didn't exist. And this was deemed as fine because (laughs) people were mentally ill. And, you know, this was a fascist regime, like Mm -hmm. literally a fascist regime. These people were expendable. They didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And that's, you know, obviously this was a literal fascist regime, but that's unfortunately the history of a lot of um, mental hospitals mm. throughout the world, right? We have often seen people with more severe mental illness as expendable, and yeah. they were just not good places. Like, lobotomies were performed. Lobotomies obviously have no be- benefit, we now know. Right. Um, you know, the electroconvulsive therapy, Ugh. all these... I mean, people were abused. It's just terrible. Yeah. And it makes, it almost makes sense that this awful place would attract. Yeah. Like such a monster. Yes, yeah, seriously. Come and, and hurt these humans. It really, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Well, but don't worry because his story does not end well. Oh, good. Yeah, not to worry, folks. Um, it was reported that he started to see things. And in 1942, apparently, an entity told him to climb to the top of a bell tower, that very same bell tower that I mentioned earlier, and jump to his death. And the weird thing is that he didn't die right away. Again, according to legend, apparently a fog layer came in and, like, covered his, like, you know, his dying body and, like, smothered... It basically choked him to death. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Again, according this, I have to say this is according to legend. We're kind of blending myth and history here, but I just wanted to, you know, say that at least as part of the history, this is the legend that surrounds the place. That's a very spooky scene. Yeah, very spooky. This is so interesting. I wonder because obviously mental illness isn't contagious, right? What happened to him that he started to see and hear things? I don't know. Or I wonder if there's some sort of like a virus in the brain or something. Who knows? Something else is making people sick and he caught it. Right. You know how it's terrible? You unfortunately hear those stories, usually in the summer, of like um, young people or families going swimming in bodies of water. Oh, yeah, and then getting like a brain-eating amoeba or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there was something in the water like that. And That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That's, That's very so, good. So interesting. So spooky. But even, honestly, like, despite the horrifying behavior of the surgeon, Mm -hmm. you know, the place was just spooky to staff and to patients alike. You know, during all the years that, like, from 1922 when it was um, established, like, onwards, the patients as well as nurses and other doctors had complained about strange movements, lights, (laughs) and voices. But as the patients were mentally ill, nobody... Give a crap about what they said. Oh, that's so true. And the staff didn't want to be associated with, you know, any sort of dubious activity on the island. Yes. 
The hospital finally closed its doors in 1968, and after a brief stint Jeez. as a geriatric center... Oh my god. I know, right? Why do they keep trying to put people I do, there? I don't know. And again, people who are viewed as, like, expendable, right? Yes. Like, mentally ill and now the olds. And prior to the mentally ill, the people with plague that didn't seem yeah, treatable. Seriously. So, the island finally closed its doors and has been abandoned since 1975, yet again. Oh my god. Yes. The island, it's forbidden to go for <gasps> locals and tourists. And even fishermen, like, stay away from the island, even if it wasn't, you know, prohibited, just because they say it's truly cursed. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, like... I think that's fact. Yeah, that's fact. Well, we can say that's fact. <laughs> <laughs> so people hear, like, you're claiming to hear screams and moans from the island constantly. It's like a daily occurrence. It's not even a thing. It's not even like a big thing anymore. It's just like, oh yeah, that's... Yeah, like people aren't spooked. They're like, oh, it's just the island over there. Yeah, just stay the, stay the hell away from it. Um, and spirits and other supernatural incarnations, I guess, can be seen on a regular occurrence. Um, the bell can even be heard, even though it has been... Like, it's been removed for decades now. Oh, God. Yeah. So on, and even, like, there are particular spirits that people have seen. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's one that's been dubbed Little Maria. And she's been documented as being seen on this island over the course of 400 years. Holy shit. People saying the same thing over 400 year period. Like, recording the same? The same little girl who just cries and, like, walks around the island. Oh, my God. And if you visit, like, the hospital in particular, you'll hear footsteps, wheelchairs, voices. You'll see faces sometimes through, like, mm. through glass. Uh. Um, even, like, shadows following you. Not your shadow, but another shadow, like, following you. Yeah, creepy stuff. Um, and even if you don't experience anything supernatural, um, almost every visitor just gets this feeling of extreme dread and sorrow. Oh, the which moment. is I'm sure what people felt there. Right, exactly. Which you I again that's kind of like Oh, that's unsurprising. So yeah. Like it's okay, well, we've talked about this before, history for weirdos fam. I'm Mexican, okay? I'm very superstitious, totally believe in ghosts. Yeah. I'm Catholic. My dad's family is also Irish American. To me, this is all fact, okay? <laughs> I know, I'm trying to like have like a nuanced approach to it, and you're like, no, it is fact. But for those, those of us who may be less superstitious, less ghostly inclined, I would think that, and even this is, I guess, kind of like out there, but I feel like certain places do have an energy to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. Like, and this place has just been a place of despair. I mean, yeah, if you're if like the soil is like fifty percent human remains, like Jeez. there just there has to be like biological things, maybe things we don't even understand yet that just like or just like your animal intuition being right. Like, this is a place where people die. Yeah, like I don't want to be here. Oh, uh, just yeah. There, there's just some bad juju. Yeah, let's just we could put it that way. Definitely. So. The last thing that I have here is in 2009, um, an adventure or an episode of Ghost Adventures took place on the island, and apparently it freaked out the crew more so than any of their other episodes. Okay, I'm gonna absolutely Google Ghost Adventures after this. I know, right? Um, I actually watched one of the clips. You did? It it was it was disturbing. I'm not gonna lie, it was a little disturbing. Um, I don't know if it was acting or not, but basically what happened was one of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, claimed to be possessed and Mm. afterwards when he was describing he's like i blacked out he's like i don't remember anything 
But, like, except right before I blacked out, he just felt, like, immense rage. Whoa. And just, and, like, utter hatred. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. I've never felt that before in my life. If there are spirits there, they would have a lot to be pissed about. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> that is essentially the story of Povelia. One of the most, if not the most, haunted places on Earth. Is it truly haunted? You be the judge. We all know what Steph thinks. Yeah, Steph is like, yes. <laughs> like, case closed. Case Shut the closed. Book. This Boom. is fact. I want to go. I like, kind of want to go, too. <laughs> like, it's like, te- like, terrible. Like, I know it's I It's like would... a car crash. You yes. Can't, it's like, you, like, I know, like, it just slows traffic. Don't look at it. It's annoying, but you just can't not look. You can't not look. Watch our <sighs> first, like, History for Weirdos meetup be in this haunted island. Yeah, guys, you want to do it? Should we all go? Even though it's technically illegal? <laughs> We're I, Americans. I bet we could get special <laughs> special podcaster privileges. Yeah, if this, like, episode of Ghost Adventures, they could do it. I mean, why we not History for it. Weirdos? Why not History for Weirdos? Exactly. That was perfect for spooky season. Right? That very, was... Very, very spooky. Yeah, spooky and, like, terrifying. And terrifying. Um. So, my sources for this were Atlas Obscura, The Travel Channel, All That's Interesting, the Little House of Horrors, All About Venice, and of course, our favorite, Wikipedia. Amazing. I love Thank this. You. This really could be a book or a movie. That was right? So, yeah. This is a really cool place that I had never heard of. I know. I, ugh. It, it, it's Even just thinking about it now really gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's very spooky. I'm, I'm excited to look up the clips and we're excited to share some pictures with you all yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, some of the buildings still exist to this day. So, wow. I mean, yeah, there's also like a like a, a church that got like destroyed there. So you know, like that could demons. be good luck. Demons. Yeah. No. There See, you go. You Your know. Mexicanness is rubbing off on me. <laughs> I you to my side. You're like obviously demons. Obviously. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Weirdos, for another episode. Please, as we said at the beginning, go ahead and follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. All that information is in our show notes. And we look forward to connecting with you all next week for another spooky episode. Absolutely. Until next time, Weirdos. Until next time. Bye.